Bumblecast for January 3rd, 2024. My God. In three, two, one. Welcome to the Bumblecast. I'm your host, Ian Vlynn, the Bumble King, and joining me as always is my Bumble co-host, Kyle, JCRB Krause. Ian, why'd you have to remind me that it's 2024? There is no escaping it. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back all our patrons over at patreon.com slash bumblecast, ko-fi.com slash bumblecast, and our YouTube members. New and old. Yes, but it's 2024, Ian. How did we I get... know the world was supposed to end like 24, 23 years ago and they screwed it up and now <laughs> here we are. Well, it was supposed to end like 24 years ago or it was supposed to end 12 years ago or it was supposed to end four years ago. I don't know. We're still here and well, I guess we might as well do something. Unless it already did and we didn't notice. So welcome to the Purgatory cast. <laughs> I'm your eternally damned Ian Flynn, the Bumble King, and joining me in the pit of fire is Kyle, JCRB Krause. <laughs> uh yeah yeah it is toasty here anyway let's go ahead and get into these questions we're gonna start off with something from bind of edge if the main sonic and idw cast were to be summoned as servants in the fate series what would their classes be now i'm not familiar at all with the fate series but bind of edge was kind enough to do a very quick rundown of like the primary classes yeah so Going by their description, I'm going to just rattle off here, call Sonic a Saber, Tails a Rider, Amy a Lancer, Knuckles a Berserker, and Tangle and Whisper are both casters in their own special way. I have seen the characters of Fate, Stay Night, and Fate, Grand Order, and various other Fate games, but I have no idea what the, who they are or anything about them. I just know what they look like. That's all I know about fate. Fate is what you make of it. Wait, no, hold on. Here's one from Chaos Sonic 1. Since you're not head writer anymore, what was your favorite thing to write in IDW till now? I have to pick one of my children and choose which one's favorite. <laughs> most, of them, most of them are villainous. <laughs> or at least revolve around villains, ironically. I mean, everything was kind of fun in its own way you know being able to start from scratch without any expectations and you know make neo metal the big bad was fun to start off with um i think metal virus saga has cemented its place as a big sonic story whether you like it or you don't i don't think anyone will argue that it is it had an impact on the franchise which is kind of humbling mm -hmm. uh the Seasons of Chaos, I think, maybe came together the best, but it's also a standalone, so it's easier to have a singular focus. But that one's just fun. Like, that one felt just cathartic and joyful in its construction. <laughs> I one was wading back into classic Sonic for the first time in forever in a way that nope. we haven't really seen. It was testing a lot of new ground. Like, do we get metal knuckles? Can we touch Bean and Bark? And Fang, this is before Fang got his big resurgence. You know, can we use any of these guys or even the hard boiled heavies? And, you know, it was just nice. Um, the fact that Tangle and Whisper got a miniseries mm -hmm. 
with such a short turnaround time because they were that well received. That's just stunning. I don't know. There's there's a lot of highlights and a lot of stuff that I'm very proud of. The Imposters, Starlines, Rise mm-hmm. and Fall. Mm-hmm. It was. It's been a heck of a ride, Ian. <laughs> You've been busy. Yeah, I'm not going too far. Don't worry. Nah, nah, no. Nope. Can't keep the Ian Flynn stink off the hedgehog for too long. <laughs> Here's one from Daventhal. I noticed on the Holiday Tales tube that Omega once again mentioned the term Eggman's Robots, which gave me war flashbacks to that infamous line tale set in Heroes. But the name Badniks was canon to the games, wasn't it? I thought they were actually called that in the Genesis games. Is that name no longer usable in official stuff? It's still relevant, but Badniks are like a particular class of Eggman robot. Uh, Omega is a equal opportunist destroyer. So Badniks or Fighter Series or Pawn Series or whatever else. If it's a mechanical thing built by Eggman, he will destroy it. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was just a nice reference and throwback to uh, Omega's first appearance. I mean, if that's how you want to take it, I'm not going to shoot you down either. If you find, <laughs> if you find enjoyment in it that isn't intended, it was intended. Just... Don't question me. About I figured he was happy. Good. Not, not necessarily intended, but you know, I kind of took it that way. Just funny. It's just funny. So, and also I just like that term Eggman's robots because of the fact that it was used as like a, the actual name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks tales. <laughs> Here's one from Dawson, the dachshund during the holiday party at restoration eight's Q, surge accidentally gets a mistle toe stuck on the tip of her quills and everyone notices except her and kit the question is who dares amy <laughs> there's like what? everyone else is kind of dancing around the subject and trying not to make eye contact and surge is taking it the completely wrong way and amy's like why is everyone being rude we're trying to be supportive she's got the mistletoe stuck on the Oh, for pity's sake, Serge, what? You got mistletoe stuck on your spine. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, I know. Merry Christmas. You too. Oh, oh. <laughs> Dares point it out. <laughs> what other scenario could you possibly be leading me towards? <laughs> well, you got us there. <laughs> Oh, uh, someone's going to clip that out of context. <laughs> mm. I'm being told that, Ian, you can't be a coward forever. Yes, he can. <laughs> it's the start of a new year. Allow me to stay in dry dock just a little longer, please. <laughs> the flotilla is vast. It doesn't need another ship just yet. No, no. Well, I mean, this one already sailed a while ago. Let's be real. Exodel has a question. In the Archie comics, we've seen Sonic transform into his ultrasonic form by both absorbing a massive quantity of power rings and using a super emerald. Do you think it's fair to say that if Scourge absorbed a comparable number of power rings or used some kind of super barrel, that he would be able to become ultra Scourge as well? Imagine how terrifying that would be. Hop on that, fan artists. That, that's what Exodel said. <laughs> I'm not telling you to do that if you don't want to. You can be pretty cool, but I mean, on the base level, sure, it makes enough sense. But this is the anti-universe, so it's almost inclines the question of how does this screw him over? Like in 
the antiverse do rings have diminishing returns in terms of in terms of power because in the old archie lore a singular ring could grant you you know an incredible physical boost or you know great insight or whatever the plot needed at the time and you know lots of them were a big deal like they were just as important as going super as the emeralds were half the time so <laughs> would anti-rings just be like increasingly less powerful the more you have like they become exponentially weaker and they kind of like drain the energy from you. Some Scourge is like diving through piles of them, Scrooge McDuck style, trying to transform. And he's just getting winded for the effort. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That carrot on the stick scenario kind of makes me giggle. And by that token, the super barrel, never mind the insane lore that the chaos super emeralds had in the Archie lore. What a super pal just blow him up. <laughs> Why not? No, no environmental powers, no power boost, just ha ha power. Boom. Gone. Just, just a tattered jacket floating to the floor. Just immediately just <laughs> turned to dust. Poof. So, well, we'll we'll go the more fun route and say he's on Mobius proper and gets access to him. And there you get your ultra scourge. <laughs> remove the variables just just let him be evil and overpowered for a minute you know yes yes let his hubris get him as it always does because that's how he is here's geo knuckles with a question what would movie vector sound like if he was voiced by jack black the voice of bowser in the mario movie he'd sound like jack black <laughs> jack black doesn't have a range well his, he does his range is jack black <laughs> yeah and that's <laughs> Not to speak ill of the man, you know, when you get him in the right role, he is phenomenal. And he has made a career out of being unapologetically himself. He is inspirational. He is fantastic. But Jack Black has his shtick, and that is being Jack Black. And it works. It certainly <laughs> works. When asking what he would sound like, he sounds like Jack Black. <laughs> and he creates another crooning ballad about vanilla that's kind of borderline innuendo you're not sure this is kids media and it becomes number one of the charts and you asked me to sing it at some point and it tears up my throat but here we are <laughs> uh yes 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 that's all that's what happens but vanilla wrote the song that's the <laughs> that's the uh that's the twist here's one from gideon w Sonic wakes up with a metaphorical bug in his ear and decides to change his life's pace. He starts going to Nermy Bucks daily to write while slowly working on his novel. How well do those around him handle this change? Initially, no knee-jerk reaction. He likes to chill out every now and again, sleeping under a palm tree, hanging out you know, wherever. That's Sonic. It's fine. It's just the days, weeks, and months roll on, and he's still just chilling out with, like, that one cup of coffee, occasionally tapping on his chow fruit book. That's not <laughs> a very elegant parallel, but whatever, I said it. And, you know, then then the concern starts to seep in. I mean, Amy's been on shift all day, and he just hasn't moved. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Tails is taking over protecting the world. Where is Sonic? Chapter three, that doesn't bode well. Eggman finally like storms the place and like flips the table. Get out there and fight me. <laughs> Sonic just looks up like, nah. Cake pop. This is 100% a boom episode. 
<laughs> yet again yet again it always comes back to boom cannot escape it boom eggman trying to infiltrate the ranks of nermy bucks just so he can poison socks coffee uh if there's one canon if there's one world where nermy would be canon it would be boom wouldn't it Jesus. uh can't we just relegate that to adventures of instead <laughs> Dave's the assistant manager. He has to clock out so he can go back to being a fry cook at Mad Burger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he <laughs> he'd be like, he'd be told to clock out. And he'd be like, clock out. What do you mean, <laughs> Dave? Why do you need two jobs? Are you kidding? Of this economy, <laughs> there's only two stores on this island. You are the economy. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Here's one from Hearts 13. Josh Brolin's Sat AM Robotnik number two. Please say these three Sat AM Robotnik quotes in the voice of Josh Brolin. A Thanos-like voice. Are, are we pretending I can approach Josh Brolin's voice? <laughs> I don't know. Just... I, I don't know exactly why this is being requested of you, Ian, but I mean... Are you I gonna... mean, I'm the one who does the bad voices, and, you know, are Josh you... Brolin is that AM Robotnik would be fantastic, sure. But... <laughs> are you gonna, are you gonna say no? No, I'll, I'll give it my best, but, you know, let us go into this with the understanding. I am not even pretending that this is remotely close to Mr. Brolin. So, <laughs> <clears throat> well, go for it anyway. Let me get in character here. <clears throat> Dread it, run from it. It arrives all the same. There we go. A nice dream, but dreams are meant to be broken. If nothing else, you've been a most worthy adversary. But in every game, there are winners and there are losers. And as you know, in this game, losers get roboticized. I really hate that hedgehog. <laughs> there you go nice put a little little echo on that put a little <laughs> little extra on that little spice yeah yeah <laughs> come back to that one bloody water trap and chemical plant zone where does your failure bring you back to me yeah, yeah. All right, here's one from Jara. Lyric the Ancient has found out about Metal Gear and intends to infiltrate the facility where it is held using the advanced technology known as cardboard boxes. Only one group of people stand in his way of opposing him the original diamond cutters. Can they stop the snake's solid plans of obtaining Metal Gear and using it to dominate the world? See, I'm just envisioning this cardboard box with Lyric's tail poking out from under it. He just kind of scoots around like a Roomba, and that cracks me up. <laughs> Too bad we'll never see Lyric again. Also, given how incredibly large and cumbersome that mecha suit of his is, he's in like a refrigerator box. <laughs> We're talking like yeah. a full-on shipping crate. We're not talking tiny cardboard box. So you've got this lumbering monolith of cardboard <laughs> trying to slither its way into shadow moses no he doesn't get in there the diamond cutters catch him at the front gate 
<laughs> He'd be making huge like clunking noises. Yeah. It becomes a Looney Tunes sketch of them just kind of casually giving him the boot in various directions. <laughs> the only reason he makes any progress is they want to train themselves. So, okay, let, let's him in, let him into this corridor. What happens when we have to scramble and catch up from this point? You know, he's only getting there through pity. <laughs> You know, that sounds about right. <laughs> and thus explains why we've never seen Lyric again. And never will. <laughs> you know, in the original Metal Gear, we don't actually get to see Decoy Octopus, really, when you get down to it. I mean, I know you do, but, you know, he isn't really as interactable as the others. Yeah. So in this scenario, Mimic is just told to sit out because he wants to just kill the guy. Come on. He's right there. <laughs> Let me just... Let me just finish him. No, Mimic, this is fun. You go sit in timeout. You know, gonna... <laughs> All right. Here's one for Miles Brower Davis. What would Sonic talk about on a ranty run podcast or any of the main cast? What would they rant on about? I can't see Sonic being a ranty cast. I, I can see him just sitting back and casually uh <laughs> chatting expression i keep wanting to use is not something we use on family program just casually chatting with everybody that comes in casually, you know, what's on your mind what's casually bullcrapping yeah sure <laughs> what's on your plate what, what you got going on you so, want a ranty cast that's eggman especially if you make it boom eggman <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Uh, if you can get Amy impassioned enough, I could see her starting in on a ranty cast, but she also would try to keep things light and positive for the most part. Eggman is J. Jonah Jameson of the MCU. Let's, <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> uh, and Styx is his co-host. <laughs> Boom, Eggman invites Styx in. I completely don't agree with your conspiracy theory. One episode later, I've done a 180. Now I believe in your conspiracy theory. <laughs> this is now my personality for the rest of the show. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. That's how these podcasts in the work. Failed commentary? No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And Serge is just sitting in her car, ranting. what she does she sits in she sits in her no she doesn't sit in her car she sits in her big ass truck <laughs> i mean if you thread together all the angry tiktok she films in her car then yeah that's a ranty cast but it's an it's a different delivery system yeah 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 it's true it's true she wears the trucker hat and the sunglasses and everything yep <laughs> oh boy all right and we're going to make people real angry with this one right here from Morlis. Amy decides that kissing all of her friends sounds very appealing, so she tries to form a polycule. How successful is she? Not very. Because his, <laughs> as open and as accepting as all of her friends are, they also enjoy a little bit of personal space. You know, they, they will fully support her in her personal endeavors, but, you know, making it a quinthropple or whatever. No, that that's not how any of them roll. No, no. You know, that little notifier on discord. So when people are typing, several people <laughs> are typing. 
<laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Here's one from Nova Poly Duo. All right, there's only so much secrets we can keep. We, the people, must know. How does Boom Sonic keep his lunch down while going so fast? Well, the force, the G forces of his running just keep everything down. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, the force. <laughs> And then when he stops, he just does like a little 180 turn. So the centripetal force keeps it in place. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's physics. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Why is it specifically Boom Sonic? (laughs) (laughs) It's because if anyone was going to make a running gag about having to barf on the go, it would be Boom Sonic. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Maybe Adventures of, but... Eh, eh. Uh, maybe maybe <laughs> and before we take a break jcr1216 has a bit of a request yo ian flynn can you sing the firefly theme i certainly can let's cue that up take my love take my land take me where i cannot stand and care i'm still free you can't take the sky from me Take me out to the black. Tell me I ain't coming back. And land and boil the sea. You can't take the sky from me. There's no place I can be since I found serenity. You can't take the sky from me. That goes way faster than I remember. Yeah, it's short. (laughs) Sure, I just remember the tempo being like half of that. Oh, oh, no, no, no. That's about right. It would work with a half tempo. Anyway, as our first musical interlude of the episode, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, there will be more questions here on the Bumblecast. We're back and we got a giveaway question here. That's, of course, if you follow us on our social media accounts. You get the chance to possibly get a priority question of your own answered as our special weekly giveaway. This one comes to us from Blue Sky, courtesy of Waffle. I'm an OG Sally fan, taking watch Sat AM as it was coming out, so my first question to y'all is about her. Watch an Archie Sonic video, and its background music got me thinking. What classic era songs do you associate with Sally? If no classic songs come to mind, do you have any songs that do classic era? Yeah. So, like, the zone themes. Sure, which is an interesting thought. <laughs> uh, you're better at the music trivia than me. Uh, Wood Zone. Did it have a beta track to it? No, it was just reusing Metropolis. Mmm. Ironic. No. <laughs> uh, Not that one. You know what? You know, we're going to work backwards here. Okay. Uh, something that's very light and airy and energetic, but feels kind of natural. First thing that comes to me is Windy Valley. Yes. But that's modern Sonic, except nope. the track was originally used Green Grove Zone in 3D Blast, which is a classic game. Checkmate. Boom. You nailed it. You got it in, well, two, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose. (laughs) I guess you got it in two. I got it. That's what's important. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe Palm Tree Panic from Sonic CD, the Japanese version specifically. 
Maybe. Maybe. I also kind of get like a Metropolis, like a Mobitropolis sort of vibe maybe from the, from Stardust Speedway. Yeah, maybe. The, 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 the good, the, the present or good future versions. Maybe, maybe of the, uh, American soundtrack, but yeah, I think any one of those I think would work. Here's a question from Pickly Pack. Does Scourge's father have a name? If not, what name would you come up with now? Well, in the Antiverse, everyone was already named the same as the Primeverse, just like Anti in front. Although, depending on which part you read, they just call themselves that name anyway. That name, yeah. So it would just be Jules or Anti-Jules. The whole new naming convention didn't really come about till Scourge came in, kicked the entire planet over and said, we need to shape up new names. Well, there was Onux, I guess, technically. Yeah. Did he call himself that? I don't when remember. First met him? I'm pretty sure it was just anti-Knuckles. Yeah, or just Knuckles. Like, I think the anti was there just to make it clear to the reader, but I don't know. Hmm. He, but I'm being told that he did call himself Onux. Did he? Okay. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that was his given name, but <laughs> I don't know. Here's one from Rabbit Haver. Since like 90% of the Sonic cast knows how to drive, let's get silly with it. What were their driving lessons like? Who do you think crashed the most while learning? Whose car has a traffic cone or unfortunate civilian lodged in the wheel well? Does Silver even actually know how to drive, or is he just using his telekinesis to move the car while making vroom vroom noises with his mouth? (laughs) (laughs) He comes back to the present day and he sees, you know, modern traffic and he goes, Wait, they're supposed to move? Oh, that's how that works. <laughs> oh, the tires turn. Neat. <laughs> the thing is, you know, he played around in all the dystopian cars. So, yeah, flying around the TK going, nyom, nyom. he's got that down pat. He's great. The minute that you actually set him down and make him drive properly, he's terrible. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you turn off the ignition and just tell him to drive with the power of tk and he's great again a plus triple star yeah uh blaze i blaze i imagine she can't because she doesn't have that tech on her world it's not something that's that she's familiar with but she can sail a hell of a ship <laughs> does she sail it or is marine the one actually doing all the sailing don't think about it too hard yeah, I don't want to. Um, Eggman is the worst because he has road rage, instantaneous, unbridled road rage. And you you try to fit that guy into like a compact or something that doesn't have tires as tall as he is. He doesn't know what to do with it. Okay, car. <laughs> we have actually seen Sonic's driving test. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's where Kip the Capybara is from. From the. Uh... What was it? The 30th anniversary? Yeah, the 30th anniversary issue for IDW, the special. I mean, asked, how does Tangle drive? Uh, reasonably well. Bit of that whole distracted driver type of deal, but uh, if she takes her eyes off the wheel, the tail will at least come in. <laughs> the tail helps. Uh, well, she can keep both hands at 10 and 2 and, you know, grab food with the tail, change the radio. Exactly. Fix the mirrors, make gestures out the window. I was going to say flip people off. off. Yes. <laughs> grab said people who cut her off, pull them back behind her with said tail. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Here's one from Scourge Time. Moebius, 30 years later. What's going on over there? We know Sonic had to deal with King Shadow and became king himself. But what happened to Scourge in this timeline? Or did you already have something in mind back in the day? You know, I don't think I went that route. Because it's really hard to pick a direction. Yeah. Like, the whole appeal of the Antiverse is the one-to-one, as best you can, you know, antithesis of what the Prime World does. And in that regard, you know, the world is largely at peace. Sonic has this happily ever after. He's found humility and mellowed out some, blah, blah, blah. So the antithesis of that would be, of course, the world is dystopian and Scourge hasn't learned anything and he's all on his own and it's ruinous. But that's predictable. Like, you can see that coming from a mile away. And it kind of robs that world of any of the agency that we started to build for it with Scourge's transformation onward. Like for all of his villainy and poor decisions, he was trying to break the antiverse away from just being the mirrorverse. you know, having everyone choose new names, having people shake up their, their allegiances, trying to break the mold so that they were different. So what might be interesting is to see an anti-Mobius 30 years later that does go in its completely own path, something wholly divorced from the main series and see the characters have grown in their own unique direction. The only problem with that is that is so much creative time and energy spent on the knockoffs. You know, why are we spending that time on that material when we could be doing it in the prime verse? in the main storyline or blaze's world or silver's future or even the 30 years later itself you know explore that a bit why are we spending so much time on the not sonic and the not freedom fighters in the not relevant other future thing because scourge is insanely was, popular i know i know i i'm still surprised prison break even got greenlit because that was like almost completely devoid of actual sonic representation or at least easily digestible. Yeah, but so Scourge least... is extremely popular, Ian. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> so that was at least the thinking at the time. You know, that was where our priorities were lying. Um, nowadays, you know, free and clear, since, you know, that's all kind of defunct. I don't know. You explore yourself, man. Go for it. Nothing is wrong, necessarily. And, you know, if you need a prompt, there's your two prompts right there. Like, what does Antimobius look like if they are locked into being the anti-future? And how do they respond to that? Because they are now well aware of what their relationship is in the multiverse and on the grand cosmic stage. You know, are they fighting against their fate? Is there something tragic to that? Or do they manage to break free? And the Antiverse is now kind of losing that definition as it becomes its own reality. Either one could be rich with opportunities. Yes, indeed. All right, let's go on to this next question. It's from Snowpear. In your opinion, what's a general rule of thumb to keep in mind when writing Starline? Any tips for maintaining voice and characterization? Surprisingly hard to articulate this just because, I know, he, I kind of grew up with the character and it became something I just inherently knew. You grew up with Starline? You were there the whole time? Well, from his birth to his death, so to speak. Oh, okay, okay. His birth to his death, not your birth. <laughs> i i guess in and you know evan picked up the torch from there but 
Evan also worked closely with me. She was there as he was. She's primarily the reason where a lot of his, his characterization came from since she designed him. So, you know, she knows him as well as I do. It's not like I had to instruct anyone on this. So how do you deconstruct Starline? That's just like the, here is how you, you make a Starline guy. I guess it's, he's always the smartest guy in the room, whether that's legitimate or not. He thinks he is. And more than likely he will be. But that level of arrogance creates a short sightedness that can be played with. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um, there's a, there's always a sense of style and in most cases, suaveness when he is in control or when he thinks he's in control, he doesn't go full bombastic like Eggman or threatening like Zavok. He he relishes being cool and in control. There, there's a smugness to it. Maybe that's it. Just one word, smug. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's sufferably smug. That's his whole thing. Uh, and, you know, once that veneer cracks, he kind of implodes. But there is that desire to regain control so that he can be smug. And that is like his motivator. Even when he's at his lowest, it's, Okay, I have failed. I have been trumped. How do I get back to where I am in control and can rub it in their faces? Mm-hmm. The only time where he kind of like lost it entirely is when he had won and then Eggman just completely took him apart and there was no room for him to pretend that he could regain control. But that was the end of his arc anyway. That's not standard Starline. So smug, suave, and sincere for all the lying that he does he he really does wear himself and his intentions on his sleeve i guess that's one way to put it i I don't i don't know when i think of starlight i don't really think sincere but that's just me anyway let's go ahead and carry on we got this question here from system 509 in doctor who there's a godlike being named the celestial toy maker he's kind of like mr mixit spitalik who challenges people to games of their choosing and if he loses, he grants the winner a wish and goes away. If he wins, however, the loser is turned into a toy and added to his collection. So I'm curious, what games would Sonic and Co. challenge him to? Cheating is an instant loss, by the way, and could you please include Tangle, Whisper, Surge, and Kit? Alright, so Tangle challenges him to jump rope. <laughs> Whoever misses the beat first loses, and she and her tail have practiced their entire lives. Yeah, She ain't gonna lose. No, no, she's good. Uh, whisper, sharpshooting. Again, not going to lose because her ammunition will change direction if she misses and hit the target <laughs> for her. And that's not cheating because she's using sentient ammo. Now, that That's baked into her kit. You can't say that she's cheating because that's just part of her power set. <laughs> it's a heat-seeking missile. Exactly. But it's uh, alive. Surge plays tag for keeps. Like if you can, if you actually manage to tag her, she's going to get you right back. And it's probably going to be like being hit by the, uh, and it's probably going to be like being hit with a defibrillator. Mm-hmm. So even if the toy maker, toy maker wins, he probably going to lose. Depends on how sturdy that celestial heart of his is. And Kit, Kit offers to play a game. How long can you hold your breath? <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Wow. Wow. 
Is that it? Um, we'll just do one more Sonic. He challenges him to an obstacle course. <laughs> With all the loop-de-loops and corkscrews and everything you can possibly need. Yeah, get get to the end and back in time. <laughs> this game's winner is. <laughs> it's true. Here's a question from the One True Blue. When I was a kid and playing Sonic Heroes for the first time, I used to wonder what it would be like to make a custom team out of the characters. My team is Cream as the flight type, Espio as the speed type, and then Omega as the power type. What teams would you guys make up? Nowadays? Shoot, I'd just like to throw names into a random selector and see what pops out and have fun with that. That would be fun. Uh... Do a trio of Knuckles, Shadow, and Charmy and see how long and how far they can get before they murder the boy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't think Knuckles would. <laughs> no, Knuckles would protect his friend, but he would understand Shadow. Yeah, he'd get it, but he'd be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're not going to do that, Shadow. <laughs> I get it, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I mean, I'd go for Team Overpowered. That'd be fine. We uh, Blaze, Silver, and Mighty. Mm. <laughs> or Barring Mighty, Shadow, I guess. But I don't want Shadow on my team. <laughs> <laughs> I have enough Shadow as it is. I don't need any more. <laughs> All right. Here's one from Twilord. Death Spawn era Harold accesses the internet, Black Arms seem good at that, and goes Christmas shopping. What does he buy for Shadow, Tails, Cheese, and whoever else? Does Black Oak era Harold handle Christmas shopping the same way? Harold being the Death Spawn has, like, maybe a neuron, something that registers light versus dark and hungry versus not hungry. So if it accesses the internet, the best it's going to do is, like, find the first Google search term for gifts for shadow which you know maybe get some like a shadow puppet diorama or boxing gloves for shadow boxing or who knows what else um oh good he has the one brain cell like tails is probably going to wind up with like novelty tails that hang off of someone's rear view mirror or... <laughs> Remember those foxtails, the tennis ball with like the streamer attached to the end that you would just throw and yeah. watch it bounce? And be, yeah, those. <laughs> Whatever comes Cream up first is, for tails. <laughs> yeah, Cream's going to get like moisturizers or something because it, cause that's all he can do is, you know, and interact with the internet. And the fact that it winds up in the appropriate dresses is a miracle. <laughs> Whipped cream. As for fully grown black oak he just kind of thunders into a department store there is now a herald sized hole where the door used to be and he picks out the first three things he finds and walks out the door that is now shaped like him <laughs> i was gonna say does he go out the front door or does he go out the door he made for himself exactly <laughs> as for what he grabs it doesn't really matter he has no idea what you know the exchange of goods and services are he doesn't have any kind of material sense of desire. It's, you know, the holidays. Get thing for person. There is a thing. I will give it to person. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Who let him run free? Wait, no, hold on. This is Shadow. Never mind. This is Shadow's kid. And as soon as you say that, everybody understands immediately. 
Here's one from WB Player. Ian, if you had the chance to write an Eggman Nega story, what would you write to make the character acceptable to you? It's his final moments in Chaotic Inferno as he reflects on just how bad of a character he was and accepts his fate. <laughs> so his death scene? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, that's one way to do it. <laughs> All right, here's a question from Woods. If Tangle had the sword from Sonic and the Black Knight, Caliburn, what do you think would happen and what conversations would you think they would have? Any chaos? No more than Sonic and Caliburn, I imagine. I mean, Tangle would want to you know be a good knight but she's also not the most disciplined individual in the world and caliburn's a bit of a stickler but boy howdy the combos you could get with like one-handed swipe two-handed swipe tail swipe cartwheel swipe like she is finding new and inventive ways to dice things up with that sword yeah yeah just as long as she doesn't like hit her tail with it because that would be bad she has like an uncanny sense of where that thing is at all times. It's weird. Now where she is in space at any given time, that's a bit more of a dice roll, but the tail, nah, she's fine with the tail. <laughs> all right. And we got a question from Zaylock. We know what Starline would do if he were to find out he was in a licensed comic book. Same with Surge. But what if preboot Eggman found out he came really close to this with his realization of the chaos force Sonic has which always makes his plans fall apart in the end. But he never managed to put two and two together. But what if he did and made the same realization that Surge did, that he legally wasn't allowed to ever win completely or kill Sonic? Would any of his servants even believe him in the slightest if he shared this realization? If he ever did figure this out, though, then, uh, it was nice knowing you, Ian. I mean, that might be fun to explore a little bit, where he's trying to build some version of the Ultimate Annihilator to wipe out the other existence because if there is no greater reality dictating his moves, maybe he's finally free to do his thing except right before he fires it, he realizes without it, maybe there will be no continuation of his universe. Not enough data. Doesn't want to take that gamble switches it off. You know, have him pursue a few options of breaking the fourth wall and invariably not being able to, because that's what the narrative dictates. And so decides, all right, well, fine. If he can't have full command over the narrative, he will do everything that he can do and just make things absolutely miserable for Sonic. So it's (laughs) almost a Lex Luthor Superman type of equation. You can't beat the main hero, but you can sure make the rest of his life terrible. Sounds good. (laughs) Get to work, Eggman. (laughs) As for the other minions, no, nobody would believe him. No. They think he'd really lost it, but... You know, he's also the man in charge. So. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a question from Zetamax. Omega calling Eggman's robots worthless consumer models got me thinking. Can you just buy a bad nick from Eggman? An egg pond to clean around the house? A motobug to ride to work? What bad nicks would you buy to do chores and patrol the bumble compound? (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. In battle, he does build the guard robos that are, you know, chaos gamma with a different color palette. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the robot characters in Zero Gravity are all tech from MediaTek, which is his company, which I think he 
you know, sells off under like a, a shell corporation type thing. So I think he does have a few businesses where he just produces robots, you know, worthless consumer models. Mm-hmm. Um, he just doesn't really advertise that they're from him because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. kind of a poison pill marketing wise. That's where you get the egg maids. <laughs> have I ever terrorized you? Do you want that power for yourself? Call egg tech today. <laughs> Uh, we know Eggman sells unlicensed Sonic merch (laughs) (laughs) that's where all the stuff that's Sonic and Tails and Amy and Knuckles shaped comes from (laughs) like oh (laughs) and finally our last question is from Hero Squad can Ian sing Nobody's Hero from DKC I will do my best. This is a Donkey Kong Country cartoon, by the way. In case you're wondering what the heck Hero Squad's talking about. (laughs) I don't know what's happening to me. I'm getting all the blame for things I didn't do. Anybody tell me just what I did wrong I'm all alone and I'm so confused I don't know what everyone wants me to be I only know just how to be me Once I was the ape of the hour But they think I'm a cow An absolute zero That's the song. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. You weren't listening along? No. To this jam? No, I this was Absolute <laughs> funktastic. No, DK Ian, mix? Ian, I can't listen because it'll override you. <laughs> oh. Fair enough. <laughs> and it'll be out of sync and I'll have to do it. I'm being told I have to <laughs> sing it. No, no, I will not. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse. Your five bucks only gets you Ian singing it, not me. Well, we're not going to end on that uplifting tune. We are instead going to give a big thank you to everyone who supported the show back in December 2023. You guys are amazing. We have almost hit 250 names on this list, so uh, let's get cracking. Big thank you to our patrons, Daniel H., Jennifer R., John B., Mismatch, Moogle, Robotnik Holmes, Sam, Cybercat, Almighty Lantern, Andrew D., Torchbound, Mike B., Triforce Ruku, Salute Your Cat, Dave M., J. Frost, Scurvy Pirate Hog, Hero of Light 13, Coupling Crew 128, Do As Diz Den, Professor Scruffy Matt, Chris A., Chaos Sonic 1, Twilord, Sony, John M., Sonic, 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 Joshua S., Jib, Lisa M., Lee H.K., Stardust Spectre, Axis Chevelle, Starlight Set, Cameron H., The Discane, Z Broadcast, Tick Tick, Mixiker 17, Debt Guy, Jimmy, Jonathan D, Jara, Jolene B, Godzilla, Thievius, Nondal, Hearts 13, Ava Arctic, Dove, Morlis, Tetsia, The Wise, Independent, Jennifer H, Just a Mountain Soul, Quaggle Gaggle, Ashter, Alex KR, Roko D, Sandra BH, Angela V, Alphamon or Yukon, Nova Poly Duo, Jack the Animator, Justin S, Chaos Researcher, Wildcard 717, Genzel, Icy Wolfie, 
E200 Paragon of the Stars, Dabbler the Dalek and Tails, Sonic Legacy, Puppy the Scholar, Sonic 84, Les, Sammy S, Daniel B, Red the Supernamic, The Marble Gardener, Chad, Miles the Prower, Navari, Exidel, Agent Kaz, Four Sonic Fan, Fang, Rhythm and Tempo, Oz Jam, Shimmy M, Curly Quills, Smiley 21, Sterling Sonic, Cool Christy 1, Kaga, Windskull, Supernova, Superior Pizza, Sonic Padge, Ty H, Pig Dan, Derusable, Planet Breezy, Michael Q, Thigoff, Niels, Omega Man 21, Preston M, Levi C, Unity, Noah M, Samoth S, Kujiro Highwind, SP, The ID Card, Jonathan F, Supersonic Fan, Chase L, Radry, Knuckles, Simich, Dewdrop, Icon PNG, Underscore, Turtle Tuck, Adrian W, Kazzy, Alolan Figment, Glitchiest, Spoiler 1001, Amazing, Nick C, Zequiel M, Alejandro 333777, Loose Subliminal, In Zephyr, William M, The Phantomist, OK Cheesestick, Gino the Puppet, Miggy Sawdust, Lemur Chicken, The Oddly Roger, Aster C, North Salt 15, Relaxed Hoodie, Vlad, Angel Fox Kitsune, All Peachy, Swidemo, Chunka SA, Gideon W, Boy King Elias, Michael P, Soul Dice, Pickly Pack, Absalom M, Zyuga Atomic, Alex Ball 2G, Aqua Stinger, Snow Pear, Switchell, The Real True Actual Sonic, Sebastian P, Sonic Mania 2099, Caswell, Mr. Murder Bird, The Giant Murdering Bird, Lucky Lychee, Lovo Meline, Daventhal, Alice B, Astro Speed P, Native Nerd 27, Noob 600, Ultra Guy, Krabo, Hadronis, John Melodillo, The Recusant, Pele, DDR Master M, Blake, Gihana S, Cat Van, Brian, The Man of Multimedia, Foofy 93, Mr. Snippy, Marky Marcus, Raccoon Shinobi, Normal Person, Marcy H, Bunza Fluff, Senior Lazy Man, Cherry H, U, Florian, <sighs> Call Me Ryan, Onion Girl, Candy B, Big Mama, Beacon, Mr. B, Shotgun Elephant, The One True Blue, Deluxe, Vaz Alkaloid, Silly Sarcasm, Tara W, Button Z, Miss Hongshen 95, Bert, Random Space Marine, Blue Printed Salmon, Carly J, June S, John T, Ryan J, Sanic Details, and big thank you to our YouTube subscribers, Jamal S, Wheels282, Hedgehog, Metamode, Frost the Hobbiton, Dandy Light, Buttered Noodles, El Technopata, True Cosmic Digilabs, Hero Squad, Kaizen Amen, Woods, Quinton D, Hedge, Geo Knuckles, Zach D, Nate R, Sunblister16, Alan S, JCR1216, Babzilla, Bind of Edge, and thank you to our supporters over on Kofi, Rabbit Haver, Finest Cacophony, Hattuck, Scourge Time, Sprites Forever, Steph Cube, Dawson the Dachshund, Pacifist Cowboy, and Excel Hedge. That's YouTube members, Ian. We don't have time to sit here and, re- sit here and read 6,000 plus names. Big thank you to our YouTube members. <laughs> Patch that in there, smart guy. It already sounds like I'm falling down the stairs half the time. Get to work. Uh, that's gonna be uh that's gonna be fun <laughs> good job uh, we have so many we have new people in different areas so the cadence that i've gotten used to over the past year gets thrown off exactly exactly those people keep saying why don't you just make it like a scroll at the end of the video well how do you do a scroll in the audio only podcast version uh smart yeah. guys <laughs> unless i mean if it gets too big we might just have to say and check out the youtube version for the thank you list you know or put oh it then like i have the, to have two then we have to have two different separate versions of audio nah. well we're already recording this kind of separately no no we're not well whatever <laughs> i mean you gotta chop it out and place it up uh, i'm whatever. i'll beam it i'll beam it directly into your brains <laughs> that's what i'll do 
Oh man, Kyle learns telepathy just so he doesn't have to do as much work. Uh, yeah, I would do that. Something stupid like that. Rolls out in the Professor X chair. Suddenly, I'm full of thanks. Learn in the world. Learning more. <laughs> learning to do something even harder in order to make try and make something else easier, <laughs> and then failing at both. <laughs> uh. <laughs> absolutely outstanding 250 people almost how, how did we do this ian how did we do this i don't know but at this rate we're gonna hit 250 for sure these before 2024 is out we just got it started <laughs> 200 yes imagine us hitting 250 supporters incredible absolutely insane happy new year everybody be good to yourselves good to each other and we will see you next time on the bumblecast <laughs> i'm nobody's hero i'm just a zero <laughs> this cartoon is so <laughs> it, it's certainly a cartoon it's <laughs> happening to me yeah an absolute zero i'm nobody's hero the thing is this is kind of a jam <laughs> I know. I, I kind of dig it, and I hate that. <laughs> One more try. I don't know what's happening to me. Happening to me. An absolute zero. I'm nobody's hero. It's so stupid. Man, it's going to be stuck in my head for days. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. <laughs> presumably for realsies until I botch the first line and scream obscenities and we start over. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll just have 10 minutes of you fighting for your life to try and sing a song that only lasts for two minutes. <laughs> I don't know what's happening to me. me. Nope. See, I told you. <laughs> I don't know what's happening to me. No. Here we go. Three, two, one. You should also give Kyle compliments. No, don't do that, please. That is wholly unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. More Liz, stop lying. They don't even know. Appreciate good person. You guys don't even. You don't even know what I look like. You don't know what I'm like in real life. (laughs) Scruffy Matt, get away! You don't know how I smell. Oh, but I do. Yep, Jen does. (laughs) Ah. I'm a good man? Shit, I have you fooled. Thank you, DDR Master M. That's the best one yet. (laughs) You've been listening to The Bumblecast, a co-production of Bumble King Comics and the KNGI Network. Original theme music composed by Ken Coda Snyder. Remixed intro by T-Lopes. Find out more information, along with podcast feeder links, mp3 downloads, and more at bumbleking.com and kngi.org. I don't know what's happening to me. I'm getting all the blame for things I didn't do.
Can anybody tell me just what I did wrong? I'm all alone and I'm so confused. I don't know what everyone wants me to be. I only know just how to be me. Once I was the ape of the owl, but they think I'm a coward. An absolute zero, I'm nobody's hero. An absolute zero, I'm nobody's hero. I'm nobody's hero.